everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 103 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to talk about goal setting and the importance of really caring about your goal and the importance of the why that you put into it, but also how there's a paradox in it, that if you care too much, how that might actually harm you in the long run and actually prevent you from achieving it. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So this topic is uh, a little complicated, I think, of how in order to achieve some sort of major goal, you have to really care a lot about it, but you also can't care too much. It's yeah. it's really tricky. Yeah, it's one of those things that makes your brain hurt when you think about it too much. <laughs> a but a little bit. <laughs> let's try to talk about it today, shall we? That's why I thought having like a, a discussion. <laughs> like this is not a topic that you can just sort of wrap up in like two minutes. It's kind of something to sort of dive into and discuss yeah. and, and really, really kind of think about it to be like, wow, maybe. I did care too much about that, and that's yeah. what hurt me. Or maybe I didn't actually know why I was doing it, so I couldn't care enough. Mm, that that could be it. Yeah, this this might be an episode that you might have to listen to a couple of times. We're not <laughs> sure, you know, because we've got our little outline that we're going off here. So hopefully we can do a good job of explaining this to you and helping to create a little bit of clarity around the subject and less confusion. So let's go for it. So basically, if you want to accomplish a major goal, you need to care about that goal, right? Like you need to figure out why that goal is important and why you want to achieve that goal. Yeah. I mean, you you can't just randomly go out and and just do actions in any particular direction and hope that you're going to actually get somewhere. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really work. Like you're going to get somewhere, but you can't achieve anything major. If you, if you go out and you set like a significant goal, you need to actually like pick a, pick something out there, pick some distant goal, something that, that you would want to strive for, and then kind of go into figuring out why that's actually your goal. Right, exactly. And then you know, on the other hand, though, if that goal becomes something that you are so, so focused on, then it can become a source of stress. And then your desire for that goal can become so overwhelming that you can actually self-sabotage yourself. Right. Like, oh, all I've ever wanted to do is, you know, get on the stage at whatever venue and, and, and sing the national anthem. And suddenly you're standing there and about to accomplish it. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, all I'm going to do now is throw up everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so close to the goal and you're just so overwhelmed by it because because of how close it is that you can't actually perform when it comes time to get there. It's pre-race anxiety is what it is. The science of choking. Yes, it's choking. Yeah. So, I mean, the challenge with running or any major life goal is that you have to really, really care about it deeply, but also not care if it actually occurs or if it actually happens. (laughs) Like it's, it's, and and therein lies the paradox, right? Right. Which was how I I typed it out in, in a sentence that makes no sense. You have to care incredibly and simultaneously, not at all. Right. So... Let's go through some steps, shall we? Let's go for it. Let's break it down. All right. Step number one, pick a goal. Yes. Super important. As a friend of mine likes to say, if you don't know the destination, any path will get you there. Ah, that's interesting. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says it with an awesome accent also, so it comes out like really inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> so after you determine what you want and why you want it, then you have to determine why that why is important to you. Yeah, let's right? go over so, that one one more time in slow yeah. motion. So what do you want? Okay. Why do you want it? 
Great. Okay. Then why is that important to you? Like the why, your reason for wanting to achieve that goal, why is that important to you? Okay. That sounds a little complicated. Like you figure out why you're doing stuff. Like I know, I know why I'm doing this thing. And then actually think about that why and see if there's a reason why that thing is even more important. Okay. So let's, let's take running a marathon. Great. Right. I would like to run a marathon. And why would you like to run a marathon? Um, I would like to test the limits of myself. And why is that important to you? Right. So that's the second why. So there's the what running a marathon. There's why is that important to you? And you said to test your limits. And now there's the second why. There's the follow up. Why is why is that reason important enough to you that you actually want to achieve that goal? I want to prove that I can. Like I've done it. I've run a marathon before. Um but in, then, then there were some health issues that followed that, as as we both know, and as some of our audience knows. Like I, I've run a couple of marathons, and then things kind of went in in a little haywire direction um, health wise, and I started having seizures. So I want to prove that I can do this. Mm-hmm. I want to prove that I don't have a, a limit. So when I say test the limits, I want to prove to myself that I can actually do this thing. Mm. Yeah, and then. I think once you get there, the question is, is there something deeper than that? Yeah. Like, is there another why beyond that? Well, and there's an exercise actually called the five whys that helps to kind of clarify this and that it's exactly what it sounds like. You ask the question why five times and it will help you to continually clarify until you can really get down to the source of what your your true reason for wanting to achieve that goal. So like say someone wants to lose weight. Okay. You say, okay, my goal is to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? So that I can fit better in my clothes. Great. I- well, why do you want to fit better in your clothes? Well, because I don't like it when my, my clothes like pinch my fat. Okay. Well, why don't you like it when your clothes pinch your fat? Because then I don't like the way that I look in a mirror. Well, why don't you like the way you look? And so then you you say this five times and then ultimately it kind of comes down to self-esteem and confidence. Like they want to lose weight because they want to feel more confident about themselves. They want to be able to look into a mirror and say nice things to themselves because maybe they have a hard time saying those nice things when they look into a mirror and think that they're overweight. Makes sense. So the five whys is a really great exercise for really any goal that you want to achieve to help you get down to that root cause of why do you actually want to achieve that and why is that important to you? Yeah, the trick is not lying to yourself when you answer. Yeah, you can't lie to yourself. <laughs> That's that that doesn't then it, the uh, the exercise doesn't work at all. It's uh, it's like going off and trying to do strides and actually just jogging through them. It doesn't actually get the benefit. You have <laughs> you can't lie. In, in trying to figure out the root cause of why you want to do something. Um, so when I did this one to myself of I want to run a marathon, I kind of leapt through the steps a little bit and got to what I think is the core reason behind it is I want to show that I'm in control of my life. That, that Well, there that's are... a paradox in and of itself. Right, I know, and I didn't... <laughs> I'm, I literally, I typed in show control of my life and then I thought to myself, no, you actually can't have control because the more control you have, the less you actually, there's actually no control in your life. Right. Then I'm looking up Star Wars quotes of like, the tighter you grip, the more star systems will fall through your fingers. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, Princess Leia. And this was my spiral. 
as I'm trying to outline this episode. Mm, yeah. But I mean, it's, it, that's exactly like when you try to really gain control, that's proving your point is that something's going to happen to show you that you're not actually in control. Right. So it's really a false sense of control because there is no control. Right. But it's, it's the, it ultimately gets back to, I don't want there to be limits placed on myself. And whatever the terminating terminology is for that, it, it's this feeling of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I accept that the, that almost everything out there is completely outside of my control. Like, really, there's very little that I have control of just on my own. Mm-hmm. I have control of my own actions, but how anybody responds to them are really completely beyond my limits. I mean, yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, even thinking about just what we started off with, with running the marathon and how you were, you know, arguably in the greatest shape of your life when you ran those two marathons back to back and then your body (laughs) pulled one over on you. Yeah, my body said, ha ha, you're not. You're not in control. Like, and so then you unfortunately had, you know, the series of seizures and that was a basically proof that you don't really have that control. So is it really control that you're seeking? Um, I don't, it, it always goes back to why do I run in the first place? And the reason why I run, whatever the distance is, whatever the race is, is to try to see what the limits are. Mm-hmm. And I think like uh, on this round, I'm, I'm really, I've changed the way that, that I'm eating. I'm changing the way that I'm sleeping. I'm changing the way that I'm training to try and make sure that I'm keeping, it's not balance. Like balance is certainly not the term for mm-hmm. it, but it's trying to keep perspective on all aspects of my life and make sure that I'm staying healthy in all areas of my life. And we've had plenty of episodes on that because, you know, we make a lot of these episodes about ourselves, <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's certainly not a balance that I, I am balancing my sleep with my appropriate distance run that day. Like that's not how it works, right. but I'm trying to keep an eye on it before you I was do your best on any given day, right? Before mm-hmm. I was so focused on making sure that I was hitting the training. So I think, I look at the series of Caesars as sort of a, a wake up call to be like, Hey, if you want to keep running and running like competitively, you have to actually do this intelligently right. and not just follow a, an intelligent training plan, but the training plan needs to include food and sleep and appropriate recovery and, and some mental clarity and all sorts of levels. Right. You have to go about it in a holistic way. And that's really the whole point of why we started this podcast and why we started this company is to help people understand that sometimes your training can compromise your health and sometimes you have to look at yourself, I shouldn't say sometimes, all the time, you should be looking at yourself as a whole. Like you have to determine what is best for you at any given point in time in the scope of your life. Yes. Yes. So, so finding the why and, Mm -hmm. and not lying about it Mm -hmm. is, is a good one. Yeah. Getting to the core of it and getting to the core of it is not always comfortable because you're like, Nope, this is why I do it. It's very superficial. I do it for this exact reason. Like that's probably not it. Mm -hmm. There's probably another reason behind that and one behind that and, and another behind that. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I started running, it was kind of the same thing. It was because I, I just wanted to see if I could like, so it was really just that I mean, I, I had major self-esteem issues growing up and major weight issues and body image issues and all of those things. And so when I first got into running, it was strictly for weight loss and body image and to you know feel better about myself. And what I now realize is that 
it has given me all those things, but it wasn't just because I lost weight. It was because of all of the other lessons that running has taught me and, and pushing through when things got hard and continuing training when I'm tired and doing all the things that runners do that has proven to me time and time again that I am stronger than I gave myself credit for before. Yeah. Yeah. You took a lot of it. You internalized most of it. So you're like, I need to go through and, and do this kind of work because that's the person that I'm going to be now. Like when I was back in high school, I did a lot of my training because I'm like, ah, I have to put in this work because everybody else is doing it and I've got to keep up. Yeah. You were comparing yourselves to everybody else. I was thinking about this today as I was running on a treadmill in an empty gym. I'm like, oh, I got to, I got to put in this training because Everybody here is, I got to keep up with them. <laughs> like, is an empty gym and Staring me and at a, a wall. wall. So, like, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see how, how I've changed over the years myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like we said, step one, pick a goal and then get clear on why you want to accomplish that goal. Step two is make a plan. Actually create a plan in order to achieve that goal. Yes. Once you know what you want, then not just have a plan, but actually ad adhere to the plan. Right. Don't go overboard. Come up with a plan that is reasonable and and then have some faith in that plan. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think the, the caring deeply really comes in. Right. This is the part of the, of the steps that you have to actually care about what it is that you're doing. Like you have to say, okay, here's my goal. This is why it matters to me that I want to achieve this goal. Like this is, you got down to that deep why. And so now it's touching a part of your heart and a part of your soul. And like you have emotion connected to that goal. Now you have to follow the plan that's going to get you to that goal. And you have to care about that plan and make sure that you are doing the necessary steps in order for you to achieve it and actually following through with that plan. Right. But you also have to take reality into account. Like, this is what I thought I was doing a few years ago. I'm like, okay, this is this is my marathon. This is my training plan. And I thought that adhering to it and caring so much about it, that was, that was the goal. And mm -hmm. so it didn't really matter what else was getting in the way. I was going to hit what the workout said on the schedule. Right. It didn't matter if you were staying up until midnight grading papers and then you still had a run planned for 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's just what you were doing. That's what you did. Yeah. Like, oh, shoot. Well, we were out on Saturday night. Well, okay. I've got a 20 on Sunday, so I've got to wake up at 430. Mm -hmm. That's not an intelligent plan, but I thought that I was showing that I cared a lot. And instead, in looking back, certainly not at the time, <laughs> but in looking back, I'm like, now you were almost trying to derail yourself. Mm. Like you didn't actually respect the goal. So yes, you made a plan, but you completely ignored the big picture goal of, of what you're going for. If that was the goal and you wanted to really care, then don't go out on Saturday night if you're going to get up on Sunday morning. And if you make the choice to go out on Saturday night, then maybe you should be sleeping in on Sunday morning. The plan has to get adjusted to actually fit your life, to fix, fit the needs of your body. Mm -hmm. But adjusted, not completely altered, not, I'm going to ignore this portion of the plan. Like there was a plan for a reason. Yeah. So it needs some like real life adjustments to it. But not just like wholesale makeovers and, and now you're you're moving to a different goal. Wholesale like, makeovers? Yeah. That's what I went with. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to understand the metaphor. It's a complete overhaul of the plan. Okay. 
<laughs> a wholesale makeover. I like it. So, I mean, that's the thing. And I think that it's important here to point out that when you do make those adjustments, right? Like you've got this plan, like you have to make the adjustments very individualized also because like, you know, we are speaking from our experience, Kevin, you're, you know, sharing with us a lot about your previous marathon training experience, which is, which is great. But I think it's different for everybody. Like this is something like you found out that that method of training was not right for you. True. Right. And, and I mean, I would say in general, like you should be sleeping more than five hours a night if you are marathon training or if you want to be a healthy individual. Like that's, I I would say is a, is a pretty, pretty standard, um, I mean, it's a broad brush you're painting with, but it seems to be a pretty safe brush to be painting. I mean, because it's sleep is one of those things that most people underestimate how much they need and how important it actually is. So, so yeah, so I think that there are some general rules, there are some general best practices, but those things can be adjusted for each individual. And each person needs to fully understand themselves and how they operate. And it's these little life lessons that will help teach those things to us. Right. I mean, that that's sort of the whole experiment as you go. Like, yeah. you've got to be open to adjustments and, and realize that you, you made a plan, you put some thought into the plan, and if it's not going well, then it has to be uh, adjusted along the way sometimes, you know, I would look at the plan and be like, oh, well, in order to adjust this, I just can't do drills this day or sleep for two hours. So I'm just, I'm just going to keep adding more miles to it. Mm -hmm. Like that was always my default, which is, is a really unsafe default. Um, as a random aside, I overheard my high school kids, high school kids. One kid asked, wait, how late did you stay up last night? And the kid said, I was up till 11 because I had a homework assignment. And the other kid made fun of him for staying up too late. Really? I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Really? Yeah, he goes, really? I don't go to bed past 9.30. What's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. It's the funniest conversation. I'm like, high school juniors. I'm like, wow. That's surprising. That's impressive. Yeah, that's (laughs) surprising. Like, I would think that they would think it was, like, cool to stay up late or something, you know, like they were. No, totally mocked him. Really? 11.30? What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's too much. But, yeah, so... I think that it it is important to make those adjustments as needed. But like you said, try not to just remove complete chunks of the plan, like completely ignore certain things like what you were saying, like drills or like mobility work or sleep or other forms of recovery. Like some people think like, well, if I'm training for a marathon, I just need to run the miles. And it's like, yeah, you do need to build mileage, but you also need to care for your body and recover properly so that your body can actually make the adaptations that it needs and make it through the full training cycle. Yeah. I think mobility is one that people would totally overlook on that. They're like, how important is it really that I foam roll today? Yeah. That's just going to be a waste. I'm going to be laying on the floor when I could be getting in more miles. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, but if you don't actually foam roll for periodically, you're not eventually going to be getting in the miles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked to some of our athletes before and our clients before, like you can't just skip parts of the plan. Like if you miss it on one day, it's not a big deal. Like, but you can't, chronically be you know just neglecting an entire well not just tuesdays but like you can't just be neglecting like oh like those drills that are just there as like an afterthought like no they're not an afterthought like you need to do those sorry i went to i went to our high school kids that are missing every tuesday this season (laughs) coach i just can't ever come on tuesdays right 
Well, I've got student government, and I've got this, this, this. I mean, these kids, like the high school kids nowadays, their schedules are insane. Yeah. So it's like, I want to be on the team, but I can't ever come on Tuesdays and every other Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Like, well, all right. We'll see what we got. We'll see what we can do. So, okay. Back to step two. Like Step two. Have a plan. Having the plan. All right. So... Um, this one's, this one's kind of out there. You have to have a plan where you actually act like the person who has already accomplished that goal. Okay. It's, uh, it's manifesting. It's manifesting. It really is. Don't just have a goal and then have a plan, but actually think about the person who's already accomplished that goal and then live like that person, train like that person, eat, sleep, recover, go through all the self care as though you're that person. Right. So if there is a goal that you want to accomplish, Think about the person that has already accomplished that goal and be that person right now that you want to be in four months, in six months, in a year, whatever the timeline might be for your goal. Like you're not going to achieve that goal unless you act like that person today. Because if you continue to act like the person that you are right now, you will have the same results that you currently have. Like if you want something more in your life, whether it's with running, with your job, with finances, with whatever it is, if you want something more, if there is a goal, a large goal especially, that you want to accomplish, you need to start acting like the person that's going to achieve that goal, like where that goal is already inevitable. That goal is already accomplished. So what are the actions that that person takes every day to have that goal? Right. Now, there's a caveat with running. You need to act like that person, but you still have to train where you currently are. Ooh, that's a good caveat. I know. This I mean, I shouldn't say good. I should say that's a sucky caveat. It, it is. It's like, okay, well, I currently run, I don't know, what do we got on the team right now? I currently run a 24-minute 5K. I'd like to run a 21-minute 5K. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you need to act like a person who's capable of running a 21-minute 5K, but you're still training at the level that you currently are. My, yeah. my principal te- teaches this for in, in how to teach class. You have to meet the students where they're at. Mm. So I'm like, okay, While well, I'm still setting higher expectations for them. Exactly. Right. So you got to be careful that meeting people where they're at is not just lowering the bar. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm trying to teach chemistry to these kids and where they're at is not math proficient to do chemistry is where well, you have to meet them where they're at. I'm like, this is tricky and your degrees in history. So, <laughs> So you don't really understand what we're talking about here. um, They can't do the math. uh, (laughs) Careful, his wife is a listener of the podcast. I know. (laughs) Um, So... It's it's tricky to to get this, but one of the the main rules that I live by when coaching runners is that I coach at their current level, and every once in a while we'll allow them to push a little bit above that level and strain their body. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, well, I'm going to hit this workout as though I'm like. 30 seconds faster than my 5k pace or maybe a minute faster. Mm-hmm. So instead of, of hitting that workout as though you're a 24 minute person, you hit it as though you're like a 23 minute person, mm-hmm. even though your goal is 21, even though you're trying to act like a 21 minute person, you can't just go out there and start hitting repeats like right. you're 21. Exactly. It doesn't work. No, well, not only will it not work, but it you'll get injured or you'll just become so mentally um, defeated that you'll just be like, yeah, clearly I, I can't achieve this goal. Yes. That's the issue is you will quickly come to the conclusion that you can't achieve the goal and you, right. you can, you have to act like that person, but train where you are. And 
through the consistency of acting like that person, your training will just get faster and faster and faster until you are that person. Right. But you still have to do, I would say like the supporting stuff like that person, right? Yes. Like the and eating, the recovery, the yes. sleeping, like the mental work, right? All the, the, the stuff where you're strengthening your mind and pushing through some of those mental blocks and barriers as well. Yes. That's, that is the key is yes, your, your workouts are going to be a little bit slower than, than the end goal in mind, but all the rest of the training can be completely done like that person. Well, same thing with the mileage though, too. I mean, the workouts and the mileage, like yeah, you can't just mileage... like jump into marathon training and say, I'm a marathon runner. I've completed a marathon and now I'm going to go out and run 40 miles a week, even though I am currently at 10, like that's not going to go well. Right. There's there, there has to be some basic safety precautions mm-hmm. of hit hit speeds based off of your current race times, hit mileage with the, I mean, the, the broad general thumb it, rule of thumb is what, 10% per week. Right. But that's not an exact science. Very far from an exact yeah. science, but it's, it's a decent safety net underneath mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's um, a decent place to start until you understand your body better. Yes. And how, how rapidly it can add up or, or maybe you can't actually add 10% per week. So. Yes. Okay. So step one, choose your goal. Step two, have a plan. Step three. Step three, accept that the details of the results don't really matter. (laughs) Ha ha. All right. So here we get into some of the woo. So step two, you have to care super deeply so that even through like the grind of, of the training cycle, you're still putting it in and you're still sticking with the plan. You've got the plan. You're going with it. You you're on all parts of the plan. You haven't just ignored an aspect of the plan. You're driving through some of the parts you're super excited about. Some of them you're not, but you go back to that deep core. Why? And that inspires you daily to get out there. Even when you just don't want to get out there (laughs) And step three, now that you've decided you care so much, you have to lessen your level of caring. Yeah. You have to release your dependence on the results on the final result. Yeah. Okay. Because you have, because ultimately you have no control over what happens. Like you do not have control, full control over the result, uh, or the outcome. No. I mean, certainly in, in running, if you're, if your final result is a specific time on the clock, yeah. there's so many variables that could mess with oh, that yeah. thing. I mean, let's just talk about the ones that we know are completely out of our control, like weather. Yes. Hurricane bearing down on us. Yeah. As the hurricane nicely approaches us, which, you know, let's, let's just turn, you know, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You can start turning that cone any day now. Um, okay. So weather, right? Stomach issues. Now, some people would argue that you might have some control over stomach issues because of what you chose to eat or drink. Or, you know, make sure that you practice with what you've got to try and alleviate as many stomach issues. But you got professional athletes out there all the time that you know they've practiced with exactly what it is. And on that particular day, mm-hmm. I, I can think of multiple instances watching pro marathoners dive off the lead pack and into a porta potty. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't plan on that. <laughs> it was not on the schedule. So yeah, whether you got stomach issues, you got whatever the course is, you've got other people around you. Cramping, ooh, dehydration. Lots of things could come up. Right. You know, if you're training, what was it? Chicago a few years ago, people were training for that when they're like, it's Chicago. Average temperature is like 60 and yeah. the temperature was 90. Yeah. Well, they, didn't they have to cancel it like a few years back? Like they had to... Sh- stop the race early. They stopped it early. Yeah. Cause you're, it, there's so much time on the, on the course and they cut it short because yeah. it was just getting un like 
Like unsafe people were like, hot. Yeah. People were passing out people on it. People were passing out. And then, I mean, I, look at Boston last year. I was like, going to say it was Chicago two years before that was way the other extreme was almost mm-hmm. frozen. Boston two years ago was yeah. like freezing rain through the entire thing mm-hmm. and a headwind because yeah. Boston's a point to point. So headwind the entire time is physically possible. Ooh, that would be rough. <laughs> so there are so many things and so many variables that are outside of your control. So so if you are just so attached to the results and to the outcome and for some reason you don't achieve it, then you, there's the likelihood that you're going to call that a failure. Right. And that's that's not the path you want to be down. You don't want to head down any path where there's the possibility of failure at the end. Right. Well, and ultimately there is no failure if you just continue just going. Just keep going. And yes. Learn your lesson and move on to the next step along the way. Right. So step three, to really get to the point where the results, the details of the results don't actually matter, goes back in this part two, where you have taken on the actions of someone who has already achieved that goal. Mm -hmm. So if you've already taken on those actions, you've essentially changed your life to have already achieved that goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't cross the finish line and that clock was on that time was on the clock, but you have completely overhauled your existence to be somebody who has already achieved that goal. At that point, how important is it that you cross the finish line and that and that's what the clock reads? Yeah, like how important is that finishing time for you if you've already done the other things that you needed to do in order to achieve that because essentially you are capable of achieving that goal. It just didn't happen that day. Right. That's the thing is you've set yourself up. You've put yourself into a position to do it and maybe things completely out of your control, which is, well, just about everything, um, (laughs) got in the way. But you were the person who could do it. Like when you first put that goal out there, it seemed insane. It Mm -hmm. seemed insurmountable. There was no way you were going to do it. But then you came up with a plan and you dove in and you you were committed and you were going for it. At that point, once you've done it, you know, it's what's the the running cliche. It's not the marathon that changes you. It's the month leading up to it. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the point is the journey of becoming that person. Like you said way back on day one, I am this person. And it took you three, four months to to get to that point where you've completely grown into that person. How much does the actual detail of the result really matter? Because it shouldn't be that much at, the, at that point. Well, because here's the thing, and, and I think this is part of where, where the paradox lies, is when you set a goal, if it's a good goal, you have a timeline. And yes. the timeline is completely arbitrary. Like the timeline is necessary for you to create the action steps and the action plan to achieve it. Because if you have just this nebulous timeline and there's not an actual deadline for you to achieve your goal, then you can just make excuses. Like you don't have to do the work because you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm tired today or the weather is bad or this or that or this, right? It's when the goal is I'm going to run a marathon sometime. Sometime. Yeah, sometime is never. Well, then then you just keep pushing it back and pushing it back and it, it just never then it never happens so you actually have to set a deadline you have to set a timeline to this goal that you want to achieve however when once you get to that deadline or once you get to that timeline you may or may not have achieved your goal and that doesn't mean that you were wrong it doesn't mean that your goal was not achievable it doesn't mean that you failed because again you have to look back on the journey that you just 
took and all of the changes that you've made in the person that you are and the identity of who you are in order to get you to that place. So really, all you really made a mistake on was the timeline. Yes. Like yes. you didn't make a mistake on who you are. You didn't make a mistake on what you were capable of. Like you're still capable of running that marathon or you're still capable of hitting that PR if you've put in the work, if you followed the plan. It just didn't happen that day. So the timeline was slightly off. It doesn't mean that you should just give up on it. Yeah. The uh – the, the goal, the, the final time, is not going to somehow magically change you into a new person. Like if you are capable of, of hitting a Boston qualifier at the starting line and you miss it by five minutes at the finish line, that doesn't mean that you're not capable. You're still fully capable of doing it. You've put in all of the work. The one of my issues of being so like you know white knuckle holding on to a time goal is that it it essentially puts that goal up on a pedestal, mm. which then makes it look even harder to achieve mm. because it literally is something that you're reaching for. And yes, your goal should involve reaching, but when you put that goal up there as though it's impossible, like ooh, it's this special thing that's so hard to touch. It puts this extra stress on you. It puts extra pressure, extra anxiety. Then you're standing there at the starting line freaking out, what if I don't get it? I'm like, yeah, what if you don't get it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, well, you're and, capable. And that thought, what if I don't get it, and all of that extra stress and anxiety is increasing the chances that you won't actually get it. Right. But because So say you are on the starting line and you're freaking out because you're so worried that you're not going to achieve your goal. Well, guess what? Like You probably aren't going to achieve your goal if that's what you're thinking on the starting line. Yeah. I mean, we've we've got some kids. You know, we just had our first cross-country race last, last week. I have no idea how fast some of these kids can run. Some of them were training over the summer. A lot of them were not training over the summer. Like, coach, how fast do you think I can go? I'm like, I don't know. Because what, what place do you think I'm going to finish in the race? I have absolutely no idea because yeah. I don't know how fast you can run, and I definitely don't know how fast those other 300 people can run. <laughs> so beats the heck out of me, plus the course is muddy. You got that, like, you know, weaving through the, the wooded part over there. I'm not really sure. So why don't you just run really aggressive and let's see what happens. Right. And at the end, like I said, that's all I want you to focus. Just run aggressively. Just keep pushing and feel fairly uncomfortable through the whole thing because it's a 5K. So you should be uncomfortable pretty much the entire time. If, <laughs> oh you cross, if you cross the finish line and you're like, yeah, I felt really uncomfortable for the last three miles. Way to go. Yeah. Well, then we'll figure out what the time was and what your place was. But the goal is simply just put yourself and feel uncomfortable. I was doing quarter repeats this morning at 5K Ooh. pace, Ooh. and uh, I'm, I'm sitting there doing these, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Like, how in the world am I going to hold this pace for an entire 5K? Because you're not going to wake up and breaks. you didn't even eat dinner last night. I, 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 there was some fueling issues, <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It's like, but that's what I was thinking to myself, and it's one of those things that Workouts like that can definitely like mess with you, you know, mess with your head and, and whatnot. But it's, again, it's putting in that work. It's, it's understanding that I just, it just made me think about that level of discomfort in a 5k. It just made me think like, why would I ever want to do that again? <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever want to race again. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's one of my favorite lines out of the Prefontaine movie of like, you know, it's, it's the start of the Olympic race and the announcers say something to the effect of, I, I'm going to get the line wrong, but it's something to the effect of every man on the starting line here knows one thing in common. 
pain. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, every single one of them know that the next like 13 and a half minutes is going to be excruciating. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter. I was talking to one of the kids on our team. He finished over 30 minutes for the 5K. He almost threw up at the finish line because he, he like, he sprinted the last like 20 steps. He goes, coach, I sprinted for everything I had. And I realized right after I crossed the finish line, that might not have been the best idea because... <laughs> I had to throw up the finish line. I go, that was the perfect idea. And here's, here's some, some good and bad news for you. It's never going to feel better than this. <laughs> Your time's going to get faster, but you're always going to feel in this much pain. How, if you're doing it correctly. Yeah. Like, you know how dizzy you are, how you just wanted to throw up, how partway through you wanted to walk, how after that you wanted to walk some more, <laughs> and how like your knees are buckling underneath you right now. That is always going to be the sensation because the guy that finished in like 16 minutes felt the exact same way. Mm -hmm. He just did it faster. Right. But he had the exact same sensations through the entire race. And he kind of got this look on his face of like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Exactly. (laughs) I don't don't know if I want to keep doing this to myself if you're telling me that it's not going to start feeling better. And and he had just finished racing, so he didn't even know how to process it. I'm like, (laughs) let's go get you some water. (laughs) Yeah, so back to those goals up on the pedestal, right? Like when you put your goal up on the pedestal and you care about it so much and you are so attached to those results, it, it will create stress, it will create anxiety, and then... Even if you do manage to achieve that goal, for some weird reason, you may still end up disappointed. That's the weirdest part. Uh, yeah. That right? One's, uh, that one's awful. I've played this game before. Yeah. Like, all you want to do is reach that goal. And if if you put all of your care into actually hitting the goal and then you get it, you think that somehow that goal is going to transform you, that hitting that goal is going to be this life-changing thing. And when it's not, because the goal doesn't actually change you, it's the journey to the goal that changes you. So when you finally get there, you've already done all the changing. If you didn't appreciate all the changing, if you didn't actually appreciate the path that you've been on, and you're just like, no, 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 I need to actually get the goal. Now you do, and you're like, um, I feel the same as I did yesterday. I thought that it was going to be different than I, this. I thought I'd have this special feeling where the yeah. I thought the clouds were going to part there was going to be a beam of light from above <laughs> what what is what is this feeling I have this is the same as how I felt five minutes ago yeah and I think that's what it is it's there's there's if you don't enjoy the journey there can be an inherent sense of emptiness once that goal is achieved if you haven't really had the correct mental um, outlook along the way yeah I mean, I've, I've struggled with this one. Like I've, I've had some very good races and afterwards I'm like, okay, now what? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, think about like, if you say you wanted to set a goal of making a million dollars, right? Okay. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So your goal is I'm going to make a million dollars. Well, if you actually have to work hard, build a business, you know, transform your life, transform your work ethic, find customers, help people, do all these things that's going to earn you that money. I think that's a lot different than someone handing you a big fat check and saying, here's a million dollars. Like, I think that that, you know, yeah, you're still a millionaire either way. And yeah, you're still going to be happy about it. Like mm-hmm. if someone came to, to us tomorrow and handed us a million dollars, I'm going to be pretty darn happy. But there's a different feeling of satisfaction. It's a different feeling of satisfaction if someone just gives it to you versus if you actually know 
earned it, worked hard, put your, you know, sweat, tears, all of it into it. And then, you know, was very mindful of that journey along the way also. Yeah. I mean, I, I get this one with, with teaching as well. I've had the kid, I've had two kids finish with essentially the same grades in class. They both got a B and one of them kind of like floated through class and didn't try all that hard. They could have gotten an A if they really worked for it, but they didn't. They just kind of floated along and did enough that they managed to get like a decent, like an 82. And another kid worked their tail off and managed to get their C plus at the end of the quarter. They pushed just hard enough and they were doing some extra stuff and they, they got it up over an 80. Both kids got a B, but they had a very different reaction from it. Yeah. One of them's like, all right, I'm done with this class. And the other kid had this sense of pride that they worked so hard mm-hmm. and figured out how hard they were could actually work. Mm-hmm. And so they took great pride in that B. Yeah. Like I've had kids be so grateful for a B. And I've had other kids just whine and complain that it wasn't a B plus. And there's some, it's the, those same examples in running. Of course. You know, like for me to run like a 22 minute 5K, I would be ill. Related to, for you to run a 22 minute 5k, you would be like, what in the world just happened? Why did I go so slow? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because it was just like, it, it's so different, like that amount of effort that you would put in versus me to put in to run the same exact time right? or in your, you know, kids example to get the same exact grade. Yes. It's the effort that you were putting through and all of the stuff that led up to that result that really was the point in the first place. Yeah. So it it just goes back to the journey is super important. You have to actually appreciate the path that you're going on, not just think that once I get to this goal, once I have a million dollars, once I run a marathon, once I hit a Boston qualifier, once I break 30 in the 5k, whatever that number is, that's not the change. The change is the path. The, the, the path is what puts you into being an actual different person. So that's why caring about the path is super important. Caring about the number at the end of the path is way less important. Yeah. And can can actually hinder you. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to have it when you start because you have to have a destination in mind because yes. that's what's going to make you actually put the work in every day to get there. But then you also have to release control and just say, okay, well, I've done the work. Whatever is going to happen is now going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. So to kind of wrap everything up, I've been trying to drag, essentially, (laughs) help, aid, guide, whatever word you want to use, some of the kids (laughs) on our team through goal setting. Uh Um, And so I'll just, I'll ask them, hey, what kind of time do you think you can hit by the end of the season? And they'll come back with a number. And sometimes I will try not to make a face. Like, really? That's that's your goal? That's what you're setting it at? Because I'm like, you ran 30 seconds off of that last last week. Like, you were going to get faster than this. So yeah, set a higher goal for yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, make that goal something that you have to legitimately work for. Something that, that seems you're... Seems kind of scary. Yeah. That seems nearly impossible. You know, that's like, wow. I don't know if I can possibly hit that thing. And so I'll just toss some numbers out at them just to get them thinking. Oh, I like the subtle one that you threw out yesterday <laughs> on the track I oh, just, two days ago. I just keep putting things out there. Oh, that was because, a good one. I mean, these kids, you just have to put the numbers in their head that it's achievable because for some people they struggle with setting the goal in the first place because they're already putting limits on themselves. So 
you know, we've got kids on the team where I'm like, okay, I need that kid to break 21 minutes. And I fully believe that kid can break 21 minutes in the 5k, but they don't. So I just kind of just start suggesting it to them. Like you need to start wrapping your head around being a 20 minute 5k runner. And they're like, what? I, I, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, I'm not saying you're going to do it this weekend. I'm saying you need to wrap your head around that you are a 20 minute 5k runner. And you need to work out as though you're a 20-minute 5K runner. You need to go through your day as though you're a 20-minute 5K runner. All of, all of that stuff needs to happen. They're like, well, but but my PR is like 23. I'm like, yeah, so you're going to have to change some things. Because <laughs> what you've been doing got you to 23. And I'm saying I, you need to be a 20-minute 5K runner. Mm-hmm. And just putting that out there by by me as because some of them look to me as like this guy who's able to pull numbers out and somehow they mean something more and i'm I'm just looking at him being like i th- I think this has got a shot let's give it a try mm-hmm. so I just put the numbers out there and it's it's now it's a thing in their head yeah but it's not like you're totally pulling these numbers out of nowhere either no. like you, you're coming at them with realistic numbers like challenging challenging but, but realistic. realistic numbers yeah. I mean I've been coaching high school kids for a while I can look at these kids and I can see the the work ethic I can see the form I can see the strength and you know what speed they're able to bring to this and be like yeah this is what you're really capable of if you actually go for it, yeah. like if you go all in on it, if you really care, you can get to this. And like I have, I've not given anybody some crazy specific number, but I've just sort of given them an idea. And it's usually a lot, a lot smaller of a number than they've been thinking of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice because once somebody else puts that out there and they say it a few times, now in your head, this is not an impossible thing. Now it's a possible thing. Someone else said, this is possible. So in your head, you were like, mm, that is impossible. Now someone has told you repeatedly, this is possible. Mm-hmm. This is possible. And now you can start acting to actually reach that goal. Yeah. It was the, the example that I just referred to the other day on the track was hilarious. Like <laughs> we had the kids doing half mile repeats on the track and it was at like their tempo pace. And our number one runner on the team, who's actually a girl, which is awesome. She's faster than all of our boys. They're trying. They're they, trying to they, catch her. Uh, they better start trying. So, um, Anyway, so she is. She was doing her um, half mile repeats, and her pace was like seven ten goal pace. Yep. And she said, "Wait, coach, six ten? Not six ten? Six ten or seven ten? And you go, "No, no, no. Today seven ten. Six ten's not until the state meet." And he goes, that's your state meet goal pace. Like, it was awesome. The way you just, like, slid it in. And she goes, wait, what? Like, she, and her eyes just got kind of big. And she's like, huh? and you're like, yeah. I mean, like, you're going to run 19 at the state meet. Like, so that's going to be your state meet goal pace. Yeah, she's. And you just kind of, like, slid it right in there. And she just kind of, like, smiled and, like, laughed. I, she's got, she has one of the best reactions on any time I've ever put times she's up for her. She's got such a good attitude. Like, she just, her eyes get kind of big. And then she. It takes her about five seconds to wrap her mm-hmm. head around, and then it's like, all right, that's not an impossible thing anymore. He said I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Her attitude's awesome. Yeah. It's like, I might not get it, but I'm certainly going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fantastic. Exactly. And, and I think that's that's super helpful, too, when you can have someone else in your life that believes in you to that extent and gives these things and challenges you in, in those ways and kind of nudges you and saying, like, are you really – you know, are, are you really challenging yourself enough here? <laughs> you sure that this? goal's big enough? Yeah, are you sure that's a big enough goal? Because I think you can do more. Yeah. You know, like having someone else uh, like on your team, on your side, you know, and I, obviously 
we are real life runners that aren't on a high school cross country team, but like you still have a team, you know, like who is it? Who's on your team? Like, is it your spouse? Is it our Facebook group? Like, is it your running buddies that you run with every week? Like who, who's on your team and, you know, have, are those people helping to challenge you and to push you to get, you know, to see how good you can be, see how high you can reach. Like, I think it's important to have those people in your life somehow. Yeah. No, you need the support. You need people helping you reach. You need people that want your success. It's great to be surrounded by people that want nothing more than your success. We should do a whole thing on creating a team and surrounding yourself with, uh, with people who want your success. Sounds like a good plan. Excellent. All right. So, so yeah, so to, to just summarize, basically have a goal, find your why, make a plan and then take the steps that you need to achieve that plan, but then let go of your attachment to the results if you actually want to achieve it and really enjoy the achievement of that goal. Yes, and really enjoy it. That's yeah. a very good point. All right, guys. So hopefully your brain is not hurting too much after this episode. So thank you, as always, for joining us today. For our show notes, please check out our website at realliferunners.com. We also have some free resources over there, including some speed workouts or some strength workouts. If you'd like to start incorporating those things into your training plan, We've got those also over on the website. You can find those, realliferunners.com. This has been the Real Life Runners episode number 103. Now get out there and run your life.